All right, so I'm looking for you to bring the energy, step it up, you know, like we do every single day. Into our number three, I am Jim Rome. Great to have you here. We're coming off the natty last night. We've talked a lot about that. I made an announcement on the X. Go to my X feed. It's pinned, and you'll see it. Troy Palomalu is coming up at 40 past the hour. 1-800-636-8686. This guy saw it. At my dad's mayor. Quote, with your announcement, are you in fact asking us to have X with you? Actually, yes. Eric in San Diego. Romy, I'm not in love with you. I am just infatuated. It doesn't mean that I want to have S with him. S. He said S. To which I said, what's wrong with me? Am I not your type? And you can actually say the word sex on air. In the middle of the day, in the middle of the night, in the morning, pretty much anywhere. The FCC is not coming down on sex, 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 sex. We we just said it six times. Sex with me. Sex with me. That dude goes, uh, Romy, I'm not trying to have s with you. Which is why Brad said, with your announcement, are you in fact asking us to have x with you? Sex with me. X x x x x x x x x x. Yes, I am actually. Rome, we are stoked that you are moving your show to the X. Now we can bring back the JN. Best, the clones. Eric in Castle Rock. I did not say that, Eric. I did not say I was moving my show to the X. Since you have trouble reading or deciphering, let me read you what I posted. Totally hyped to announce my new video programming partnership with X. We will be live on X soon. I can't wait. X provides an incredible opportunity for me to reach fans on the biggest, most dynamic platform in the world. Day one, all in, let's go. X has been a big part, and Twitter before it, of this program for years. My biggest number of followers is on that platform. And they have a lot of followers, and they're adding them every single day. But don't, I understand that it's a little bit vague, and I understand that it's a little bit cryptic to you, but don't assume anything other than I have a programming partnership, a video programming partnership with X. All right, let's go to the phones. It's a good phone call day, 1-800-636-8686. Let's go to New Orleans again. In market, on topic, with a stoner, Nooch. Nooch, what's up? Romy, I know I have a history of being a stoner, but I'm actually making my first phone call to the jungle sober Mm. today. Okay, Um, how's that? Hey, yo, how's that feel? I don't like it. I'm more nervous than usual. My hands are kind of shaking. Normally, I just flow with it, but now I'm like all tense. I understand why a lot of these dudes flame out. Uh, real, I'll make this quick and get out. See, look, there's an unspoken rule in New Orleans, and I don't care if you're talking about football or roaming the French Quarter. I'm going to do me, and you do you. And here's the thing. Beating the Falcons isn't quite enough, okay? When Atlanta, when, when, when we're playing Atlanta, it's about disrespecting 
the Falcons. And if Dennis Allen isn't going to get on board with that, he needs to join the rest of the NFL head coaches and find a new job. Because at the end of the day, the buzz around the city is not that, oh, I can't believe they did that to Dennis Allen. No, 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 no. It's screw Atlanta. Hey, Atlanta, tell me how my ass tastes. I'm out. Hey, Nooch, nice job, dude. I'll tell you what, man. You know what? You might be fine without the cron. I'm not judging the cron. I'm just saying, if there's a reason why you call today for the first time sober, if there's a reason why you call today for the first time not baked and that you're trying, dude, you did great. That was really solid. Agree or disagree with this take, it's totally immaterial. But you nailed that. He said, beating Atlanta is not enough. We need to disrespect Atlanta. We hate Atlanta. And it's not just the fans hating the other side or the fans hating one another. Jimmy Graham, no less an authority than Jimmy Graham, actually said it for the record. F the Falcons. The players don't like them even. They hate each other. It's one of those really weird, I don't want to say beneath the radar because we're all aware of it, but it's kind of like, do either one of them matter enough even to hate each other as much as they do? Let me say that again. With all due respect to both franchises and both fan bases, do either one of them even matter enough to hate each other as much as they do? Because they do hate each other. And you know how awesome it is? That game meant pretty much nothing. And we're still talking about it 48 hours after the fact. And why? Because they did what they did. And in part, out of hate. That was in part. Like, Jameis can talk all he wants about, I want to get my guy a tutty. And he did. I believe him. I really do. I believe him. But you can't tell me that there wasn't a part of them that loved that they did the Falcons that way. And I love that they love that they did the Falcons that way. I mean, are we going to go on and on about code? Code? Who understands the code? Where's the code written? Who wrote the code? Who gets to interpret the code? Especially those of us who've never played in the NFL. Look at Nooch getting nice. Nooch getting nice and Nooch getting sober. I got bad news for you, bro. If you're looking for an excuse to run back to your bong, that's not it. That was one of your better calls ever. That's the opposite. If you're like, if you thought to yourself, man, I, you know, you know the, the lies we tell ourselves? I called up Rome and it went really badly, and now everybody's clowning me. Man, I gotta roll a fatty. That that's not what happened, dude. That was one of your better efforts. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. He's like, if Dennis Allen doesn't get... You know what I loved also what he said about that? He said, it's more than the Saints. It's more than football. It's the culture of the town. It's New Orleans. It runs deeper than just that rivalry, even though we hate their guts. And if the coach doesn't get that, then he doesn't get us. Nice job, Nooch. Proud of you. Let's go to Arkansas. Dave in Arkansas. What's up, Dave? How are you? Hey, Jim. Uh, my take is exactly the opposite. I used to live in uh, Metairie, Louisiana for four years when I was younger, and the food is great and all that kind of stuff. But to me, uh, the Benson family should have fired the coach as soon as possible, and right after that, they should have cut Winston. Here's the thing. He was not only – it's fine that you hate the Falcons, that you're going to take a shot at the Falcons or your enemy and all that kind of stuff. That's fine. But what's not fine – 
is you're sending a message that you're uncontrollable. You're just like the guy that when somebody's looting the... Ah. That's not a good call. No. You don't like that call. I don't like that call. Not a very good call. Dave, again, respectfully, what a surprise that a really bad call and a bad take ended terribly. Like, you couldn't get through that without a four-letter bomb? You couldn't make your point without a four-letter bomb? Let me me help you all with something about four-letter bombs. I've been on the radio for more than three decades, and I don't think I've ever done it. I've come close, and I'm on for three hours a day. For a number of years, I was on four hours a day. For a period of time, I was on five hours a night. I've never said that word on the radio. Yet you couldn't get through your phone call without making that point. Like, dude wanted to fire everybody. Should have fired the head coach. Should have fired Jameis because Jameis is out of control. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. If your take is, quote, you should fire Jameis because he's out of control, you have to fire the whole team because seemingly the entire team agreed with him and had his back. So go ahead. Fire Jameis. Never mind that his contract's up. You don't need to fire him. But fire Jameis. But go ahead and fire everybody in the huddle that agreed with him. And fire everybody else who has his back. And then go find all these former employees and fire them too because they have his back. Notice none of the guys that it affects. The guys in the trenches, the guys who have to put on the pads, they don't have a problem with it. Now, I understand that there's a problem if the head coach tells you to do something and you do exactly the opposite. You just undermine the guy completely. In other words, he doesn't have their respect, right? He doesn't have their respect. But if you think that's the first time in the history of the world that a player has ignored a head coach and just done what he wanted to do, you don't know anything about anything. The reason this is such a big thing is because it's Jameis, because of the way they did it, because of the way Jameis came off after he did it, because of Jameis' explanation, because of Jameis' facial expressions, because he's Jameis. But if you're going to sit here and think that, hey, man, this dude is an absolute rogue. He is so out of control. I mean, I agree with you. Maybe he'd be the only one who'd do it in a fashion like that. But believe me, players have ignored coaches and done what they've wanted to do for years, forever, since the start of time. I'm not saying this is a great look for Dennis. It's not. Nor am I saying that Arthur Smith shouldn't have been pissed. Nor am I saying the Falcons shouldn't have been pissed. But what I am saying is nobody should be surprised. This is what I can't believe about the whole thing. I get why they did it. I get why the coach is upset. I get why the opposition is upset. But nobody should be surprised. If you know anything about anything, and especially about these franchises and the guys in question, how can you be surprised? It's Jameis. It's the Falcons and the Saints. They hate each other's guts. It's Arthur Smith, angry Arthur, and it's Dennis Allen.
you know, not the most imposing, intimidating coach that there is. Hilarious. Why is everybody getting so serious, man? It's not surprising at all. You know, you know what would have been surprising to me if Jameis didn't do something like that. And here's here's one thing you can't do. This is not a viable solution. Firing everybody. That's not viable. That's not viable. You can't just go around firing everybody. Was it a fireable offense? I I don't know. You know, it, obviously they don't respect Dennis Allen. <laughs> obviously, I mean, James came right out and said it. Hey, I, I, just so everybody knows, DA told me not to. He didn't. He didn't try. Like there was a miscommunication. Uh, there was a mix-up. Uh, I thought that we could. No, no, no. He said it point blank. D.A. told me not to. Then I got out on the field and I said, hey, fellas, what do you want to do? Well, I apologize to D.A. Jameis is great. Right when I thought that I could not love this guy anymore. I mean, he apologized. What more do you want from him? He apologized. I'm sorry. I apologize to D.A. Yeah. Uh, but I also explained to D.A. that it was a team decision. And, uh... But I also explained that we overruled your ass, D.A., the vote was 11 to 1, DA. What was I supposed to do? Not do what the team wanted to do? Yeah, but Jameis, I'm the head coach. I've got the final say. Apparently you don't, DA. The final vote was 11 to 1. Us against you. This isn't a courtroom. We don't have a hung jury on the one juror that can't come around. We made a collective decision that we wanted to get one of our guys who they fight with blood, sweat, and tears every game in the end zone. I'm just going to say this one more time. I'm sorry, but it's so hilarious to me that that touchdown meant so much to them when they got it so cheaply. That's what is so hilarious, that they faked them out. They deked them. Like, it it was sketchy, man. That's what makes it so incredible. You thought the Strahan record-setting sack was sketchy. That was at least a record. That was at least a hallowed record. All they wanted to do was get Jamal, who they love. And I know why they love him, because I love him. It was that important for them to get him a touchdown. Never mind that he led the NFL in touchdowns last year by four. I mean... It was one of the greatest things of the entire NFL weekend. Why are people so uptight? It was incredible. All right, when we come back, don't don't hang up. Don't hang up. If you're on hold, there's a really good chance I'm taking you next segment. It's not one of those deals where, hey, Rome, I can't wait until the top of the hour. You may not have to. You may only have to wait three minutes. Just hang in there. More phone calls next segment. Troy Polamalu at 1140. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Welcome back. If you like using debit over credit, don't you think it's time that you also get rewarded? Well, now you can with Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everybody with cash back on everyday purchases with no fees, period. Check out eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. 
Discover Bank, member FDIC. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Got a Hall of Famer, Troy Paul Malo, coming up next segment. Time for you to get through, though. You have time to get through this segment because he gets next segment. Jim, that dude was making a point about Jameis being, quote, uncontrollable and then went with a four-letter bomb. Drew in West L.A. Hey, dude, good job. That's funny. I like the energy today. Good takes. People that normally don't have the best takes have raised their games up. That's so true. This guy's going out of his way to say, hey, man, that guy's uncontrollable. He's out of control. And then the same guy who says it spits a four-letter bomb on national radio. Hey, Rome, let me get this straight. New Orleans hates Atlanta. What? Is one city slightly less morbidly obese than the other? Does one city draw the line at second cousins when it comes to marriage? Is one city hoarding Ozempic? The South on South hate is fascinating. Regards Scott and Craftchester, war the Bills doing the Steelers this weekend. The South on South hate is fascinating. Listen, I don't know about the towns. I don't know about the ATL versus New Orleans. I've been to both. They're both unique in their own right. But there's no doubt those teams hate each other. And the fan bases hate each other. And the Bills do have the Steelers at home this weekend. We're not talking about the Mafia at all today. How about the Mafia being 6-6? Six and six? Remember when they were 6-6, six and six, Mafia, and y'all were coming for Sean McDermott? Remember that? And McDermott had that unfortunate 9-11 reference unearthed. And then he was really on the hot seat. And now they've won five in a row. And not only are they in, not only did they win the division, they played their way all the way into the two seed. It's incredible. What about the Steelers? I'll get into this with Troy Polamalu. Your Steelers fans were so bent and couldn't wait to get rid of Mike Tomlin. Yet you're back in the postseason. Yeah, I know, Steelers fan. I know. What good is it if you lose and he hasn't won a playoff game in seven years? Yeah, but he's back in there. And he was a Coach of the Year candidate earlier in the year. I'm trying to hear from Saints fans. Where do you come out on this? Whose side are you on? Jameis or the coach? And how should they handle it? At Saintly Fan 44 writes, as a lifelong Saints fan from the 801, I loved how the Saints did the Falcons on Sunday. Hashtag who dat. I'd venture a guess that if the tables were turned and the Falcons had done that, and I'm not sure they could because I'm not sure anybody other than Jameis could do that. But if the tables were turned, Falcon fan, don't act like you wouldn't have loved it. You absolutely would have loved it. Hey, Rome, Jameis apologized to D.A.? I will never give D.A. an apology. Regards, Matt in L.A. You're welcome. Eric in Castle Rock. All right, and one more long form that I want to read. Jameis's rant is not better than Iverson's, but it's in the conversation. Saints fans that I've talked to, including myself, wish that Dennis Allen would have backed that play. We hate the fail cants and don't care about their feelings. Allen is mid, 
And Loomis has said that D.A. is coming back for another midseason from a career losing coach who doesn't get the culture or how to build and maintain one. Black and gold forever. And Ward Jameis being one of the most unintentionally funny humans on the planet. He genuinely has a big heart. Unfortunately, he does all of his thinking with it. Steve, a lot of that's true. I have a question for you. How many coaches do you think there are in the NFL that would have signed off on that? That would have been all right with that? Tell me which coaches. Dennis Allen is on the short list of guys. He's one of the first guys that would not be okay with that. He's just really conservative. That's not the way he is. I'm, I'm trying to think of one coach in the NFL that would have signed off on a fake kneel down. There are two different things at play here, and I love this topic so much that we're still talking about it. There are two different things. I'm going to say 99.9% of the coaches would not have punched it in to pile on because you're jerking with the fraternity. You're jerking with guys that generally you respect, and you know it's just bad form. And it's jerking with the football gods. It all comes around. They don't mess with that stuff. They don't. But punching it in from one yard out in a beatdown over your rival is a totally different thing than faking victory formation and faking like you're going to knee it out and then doing them. And if they ask... You ignore them or you go, no, 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 we're not doing that. And then you do it. I'm going to say 100% of the coaches in the league would never do that. So Saints fan, you're going in on your guy because you already don't like your guy. And this gave you more of a reason not to like your guy. I mean, who's the most aggressive coach in the league right now? Who is the most aggressive coach in the NFL right now? Dan Campbell? He's not doing that. I wish he would. I mean, Saints fan, I I know how much you would have respected Allen if he did do it, but come on. Does that guy look like he has that in him? He's one of the more conservative, respectful guys that there is in that position. And believe me, if somebody did to Dan Campbell, he would have been as angry as Art Smith and maybe let the hands go. And I don't think anybody wants to fight Dan Campbell. I don't think players want to fight Dan Campbell. Listen to this. This is so incredible. After it happened, people were saying, lip readers can make sense of this. You didn't need the lip reads to make sense of this. You can hear it plainly from both of them. Listen to the exchange where they did not shake hands after the game. This is Arthur Smith, and this is Dennis Allen. He is hot. He said, what are you doing? And he's going at Dennis Allen. Quote, that's effing bull bleep. And Allen immediately says, I understand that. I agree. Like I said yesterday, when he said that's effing bull bleep, Allen all but said, right? Right? Welcome to my world, Artie. Welcome to my world, Artie. Look what I have to deal with every day, Artie. Now you know how it feels to be me, Artie. They never listen to me. Incredible.
F me. <laughs> F me. FML. You can read his lips. Incredible. 1-800-636-8686. I'm looking for a telephone call. I'm trying to see if there's something worthy in here. What do you think, Tommy? You screened him. Yeah. Doesn't sound like it. Yeah. Let's not get to that. All right, this dude's waited a long time. Let's get in here. Duke in Boise. Duke, you played your way in. What's going on? Hey, man. Uh, thanks for the call, Jim. Or take my call. <laughs> As a Husky fan, that was a tough go last night. There's no getting around it. Uh, they played like trash, and they got run all over. However, I do think uh, the most ironic thing about the night is that Michigan winning their natty in Houston after getting all the scrutiny about the cheating – against, you know, in the same town that hosts the Astros. That's incredible. Um, I guess birds of a feather, I reckon. I don't know. Time for another emotional support beer. Thanks, Bob. Talk to you later. See you, dude. I mean, you waited all that time to say something that had been said a million times already? Did that make it better? It did make the show better. I know that, Duke. No offense. If it made it easier and it made that bitter pill... A little easier to swallow than I guess. Here's the thing, Michigan, man. You know how Arizona, or check that, you know how Houston cheated the Astros? We know that. You notice it's stuck to them. They're still seen and labeled as cheaters. Maybe their cheating scheme was more elaborate than yours. But notice that it's stuck to them, and it's been several years. My point is, it's going to stick. There's going to be a contingency that always sees this as tainted and has an asterisk and thinks that you cheated. I'm not saying I'm one of them. I'm saying it's a part of it. There's absolutely a part of the conversation. You, you won a natty during a season when your coach was suspended for six games. How can you tell me that's nothing? That's not nothing. But I'm not saying that you're not the best team. You are. How about Duke and Boise? Duke and Boise something. Like I said, Duke, I got to get to this guy. He's been on hold a long time. Hey, Duke, I got something for you. Certainly, Certainly Duke, Duke is Duke. Duke. And he's more obvious than anybody ever. Certainly Duke is Duke. Duke, everybody in the world has said that. I, I hate that, that cheesy thing on, on blogs where it's always like the slug is. Everybody said the same thing about but, Duke, you just said the same thing that everybody had already said. Certainly, Duke is Duke, and Duke he lives Duke. in Boise. And he said the same thing that everybody has already said. Certainly, Duke is Duke. Certainly, Duke is Duke. And he made the most obvious point ever. Certainly, Duke is Duke. And the national championship game was in Houston. Certainly, Duke is Duke. Is that even your real name? Certainly, Duke is Duke. Do you even live in Boise? Duke. You said that like it was something we'd never heard before. Hey, man, you know know what's really ironic? Hey, hey, Rome, stand back. I got something for you. I'm going to drop this mic through the bottom of the earth. All right. Certainly Duke is Duke. Hey, Rome, stand back. This is going to blow your mind. You know where those cheaters won? Houston! Holy crap, Duke. I didn't know.
Oh, my gosh, dude. Dude, stop bringing stuff like that around here. Or you'll be the one who has the show. Wow, dude. I need a break right now so I can get my head back. I, I got to recover from getting my mind blown apart. Like, wow. Certainly Duke is Duke, and thanks for nothing. I, I got to pick up the pieces. How am I supposed to rally from that? How do I come back from that? To- Currently efforting Troy Palmalu. In the meantime, at Great Blue Dini 4 writes, Duke is Duke. His takes are reruns. Certainly Duke is Duke. They're on TV more than leave it to be. That's pretty funny. Eric in the South Side writes, Jim, the sky and field are blue. Sun Duke and Boise. They're on TV more than leave it to Beaver reruns. Again, what's funny about that is, well, everything. But what's funny about that is Tommy said to me, you know, you should go to Duke. He's been on hold a long time. It's his last chance. We should get him in. It's the right thing to do. And then Duke comes in and goes, hey, man, that was a butt kicking last night. I'm not going to lie. That felt badly. But you know what's amazing? You know what's amazing? Those cheaters did it in the same town that the Astros happen to be. Yeah, Duke, we know. Everybody knows that, Duke. Duke. Duke, I'm sorry, bro. There's part of me that wants to say I'm really sorry because it's clear that you like me and you like the show, or at least you did until 10 minutes ago. But then there's a part of me that wants to say, Duke, how can you show up here acting like you're in possession of information that nobody in the world has except you? When we all know that. There wasn't a single person listening that hadn't already made that connection. That hadn't already heard that. All right, as promised, we are joined right now by a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He is a former NFL safety. He played 12 years for the Pittsburgh Steelers, two-time Super Bowl champ, eight-time Pro Bowler, six-time All-Pro, 2010 NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Today, he appears courtesy of Frito-Lay. He joins me via Zoom. Troy Palomalo is my guest. Troy, it's been a minute, but it's always good to have you on the show. How are you? Thank you, Jim. I appreciate you having me. I'm good. Thank you. Great to have you, Troy. So let me ask you something. Help me out with this. The Steelers finish up the regular season with a three-game winning streak, and it sets up their playoff matchup with the Bills. Mike Tomlin, Troy, has posted 17 straight non-losing seasons, but I do this show every day, and I still keep hearing from bent Steeler fans complaining that he hasn't won a playoff game in seven years and all sorts of other complaints. I need to know from you, are the fans, do they have a right to be frustrated, or maybe are they kind of spoiled and a little bit unappreciated? They're, they're probably the same fans that are saying, get rid of Ben, too. <laughs> you know, like, uh, and me. <laughs> so, um, no, honestly, I, I think uh, uh, Coach Tomlin is one of the greatest coaches in the NFL history. Uh, he's a Hall of Fame coach. Uh, absolutely, I think for, for people to consider or think that, that he wouldn't be our coach next year. Um, I think uh, it would be uh, um, terrible for him not to be. It's a strong take by you, Troy. Like, what was your experience playing for Mike? And then what stands out to you about that 2008 season that led to your second Super Bowl win and that amazing game with the cards? 
Well, uh, about Coach Coach uh, Coach Tomlin is, you know, first of all, I think that he's able to connect with with the younger players, uh, unlike any coach that I've seen. Um, he's an amazing coach from a tactical perspective. I've I've been in meetings with him and, and learned so much from him. Um, surprisingly, even though I've had a Hall of Fame coach as well, and you know, and and uh, and and Coach LeBeau, uh, I think that that. The changes also in terms of the scouting department. We have a new general manager in Omar Khan. I think he's going to uh, make some also new moves and exciting moves uh, going forward. I think that partnership is starting to to uh, continue to evolve. Uh, this, I think there's a shakeup in the scouting department in terms of how we continue to build a culture in Pittsburgh internally, uh, rather than how we've kind of uh, recently by by you know high price. Uh, moves and and really not 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 sustaining the culture that really built you know all these championships that we do have. Um, so to me, I think that that just with a little more patience, that um, the Steelers will be back up top soon enough. Hall of Famer Troy Polamalu is joining us. I want to ask you one more thing about this. San Antonio Holmes, like when he made that game-winning catch, that's going to live forever for Steeler fans. But there was another moment, Troy, in that Super Bowl. Right, there was another moment in that Super Bowl where James Harrison made one of the all-time plays in the history of the NFL, that 100-yard interception return for a touchdown just before halftime. I'm wondering, what were you thinking when you saw that big dude making his way down the field up the sideline? So it, what's actually funny is is as they came out and we saw that formation, it's a formation that we saw quite a bit, given the fact that you know our defense played a lot of scout team versus their offensive coordinator. And it's a play that our offense actually runs. So they, we, we were in actually the perfect defense for, for that call. So my first reaction was, oh, my gosh, they're running this play. I might have to run all the way over there and do something crazy. But then I'm thinking simultaneously, I've got man-to-man with this guy over here. Funny enough, James Harrison is thinking even more, like, I'm, not, I'm supposed to blitz. I'm just going to fall off. So actually, when he, when he actually makes that play uh, – Another great thing that Coach Tomlin actually stressed throughout the week was that, hey, every time we have turnovers, it's really important for us to block. Um, so as soon as, as James caught that ball, that's literally what triggered in everybody's mind. So if we all didn't really have that mindset, without a doubt, he wouldn't have scored. Troy Palomaro is joining us. What an amazing play that was. So finally, what about the game itself? You've got the Bills. They've been inconsistent, Troy, but they have won five in a row. They lock up the AFC's number two seed. How do you see this game playing out Sunday in Buffalo? What do you think about the matchup? So, I, you know, for me, obviously, I'm a, a Steelers fan. Um, I, I, I'm excited to see – what I'm excited to see from the Pittsburgh Steelers is obviously we don't have, you know, uh, T.J. Watt, um, you know, we've been having our injuries, uh, injury problem. But to me, our program's always been bigger than names. Um, and to to for us to be able to go into a place like Buffalo and win would say a lot about um, how moving forward uh, and how we're building our 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 our, our culture internally. Um, so I'm excited to watch this game. I do think that we're gonna um, you know give it a good run and hopefully come out with a big victory. Troy Palomalo is joining us. Troy, you've teamed up with Frito-Lay and some other Super Bowl champs in a new ad campaign that's a lot of fun. It's for Super Wild Card Weekend. What are the details? Tell me about it. So I, I, I thank God been able to par- partner up with with Rob, uh, with Gronk and, and with Marshawn. These guys are characters in a commercial, with the Frito-Lay commercial. 
So obviously a classic brand um, that's been a classic brand for Super Bowls and and and, and connected football for that reason. But for me, uh, for as much of you know Doritos uh, uh, Cool Ranch that I've eaten in my life, I think it's 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 natural for me to to form this partnership as well. But uh, um, I'm just I'm just proud to be a partner uh, with Frito Lay. I'm I'm proud to be part of this commercial with Rob and with Marshawn. So it's it's exciting. What was it like doing that spot? Those two guys were like larger than life, two totally different characters. What was it like to do that spot with the two of them specifically, particularly? I've been around those guys in, in, in quite a few different settings. So, it's you know, it's never a dull moment. So I definitely always have to be aware. Uh, Grog's funny, you know, just talking about different stories about competing with each other. And Marshawn, you never know where the conversation can go with him. So it's uh, it's always uh, entertainment being around those guys that, They're both a lot of fun. He appeared courtesy of Frito-Lay. He is a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Hitchway, really quickly, you're also a member of the College Football Hall of Fame because you had that great career at USC. I'm curious, from where you're sitting, do you think that Caleb Williams is going to have the same instant impact in the NFL the way C.J. Stroud has had, for instance? So I haven't watched C.J. Stroud, um, but I, I just remember watching Caleb Williams the year he won the Heisman, and nobody, you know, to, uh, was really he wasn't really big on anybody's boards early in the year. And I just was thinking, man, I, this guy's so impressive. He's so impressive, um, and the level of composure that he has, the level of athleticism that he has, the touch he has on the ball, um, and. Again, I come back later. He ends up winning the Heisman. I'm just like, oh, wow, he really is that good. So I, I think his transition will be awesome. I think these quarterbacks that are coming into the NFL are more prepared than any quarterback in history. Um, you know, they have training, you know, from 10 years old on. Uh, so I, I think him, um, and he's very gifted. He'd be, I, I, I'm sure, just in the same boat as somebody like Ben and in in early success that he's had or C.J. Stroud as well. It's good stuff. A member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame and also an eight-time Pro Bowler, former Defensive Player of the Year, and appearing courtesy of Frito-Lay. Troy, always good to run you down. Always great to get caught up and chop it up. I appreciate you, man. Thanks so much. Jim, I really appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. You too, Troy. Love talking to you. I wish I could talk to Troy Palomalo more than I do. So anytime I can, I love it. Such good dude. Amazing player and a great, great guy. Great man. Very humble man. Given what he accomplished. Super dude. Huge call. Brought to you by Discover. Did you know that Discover wants everybody to feel special? That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 customer service as well as $0 fraud liability. That means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations do apply. You know what? Big day tomorrow. My dude, Nick Casario is coming in. John Rahm is coming in tomorrow. So hump day is going to be a big one. My thanks to our guest today. We had Troy Palomalo right there. Greg McElroy, the XR4TI. Clones, hit up my Twitter feed for the big announcement that I made earlier today. Thanks for listening. See you. We're out.